This is the first episode of the Nerd Pride Podcast. I'm Spencer, and this is Patrick. Hello, how's it going? Our first episode, we are going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn with 30 years and 30 versions of Harley. Uh, so we're going to break down the chronological history of Harley, starting with her first appearance, leading all the way up to her most recent appearance in her own series. And so let's get started. What a <clears throat> character in DC. I mean, honestly, with DC, we can be completely different without her now. She's been, I mean, she's been around 30 years, but I don't think any characters has that has had as much of an impact as she has had in her 30 years. Well, especially in such a short time. I Like I was telling you earlier, I just heard that she's one of the top 10 Halloween costumes annually, like consistently, which is pretty funny because all the other ones are just generic random things like a rabbit or a vampire or a witch. And Harley Quinn was the only one on the top 10 that was a specific character. Gotta love that IP. Ooh, yeah. So... Before her first appearance, even on which we will get to very quickly, uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim created Harley Quinn in 1992 for Batman the Animated Series, and Paul Dini was inspired by seeing his friend Arlene Sorkin in a role on the soap opera Days of Our Lives as a Harley Quinn jester. She showed him the video, and that inspired him to create Harley Quinn, who was originally only supposed to appear in one episode of the Batman the Animated Series show. The episode Joker's Favor as his background, like, second-in-command, basically. Just a random lackey that just has been able to hold her own and make a, you know, be as big as him, honestly. I mean, well, and I mean, that's what's really cool. Is starting with Harley's first appearance on Batman the Animated Series, Joker's Favor, she was supposed to be just, you know, another goon in the background, and they loved her so much that, like you said, she ended up taking off, and she, I would say that she definitely rivals the Joker for presence and impact to the oh, DC universe for absolutely. sure. Even DC Comics publisher Jim Lee, who's one of the, you know, head honchos or however you want to call him, he considers Harley the fourth pillar of DC Comics besides, you know, Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. So I mean That is crazy. That's so cool. I've heard that a lot too, yeah. honestly. I mean, you know, the Multiverses game just came out and she's the fourth DC character that's in the game. It is, that's that's funny, that's that's the four pillars. That's exactly what it is in the game. And it's, I mean, just incredible because those are characters that have, you know, Batman's 80 years, Superman a couple more years than that, Wonder Woman right about the same amount of time. So in her 30 years, she's been able to, you know, get her name out there as much as they are and to be on the same wavelength as them is, is incredible. What's really crazy about that is that really it's just in the last 10 years that she's like probably the last 10 or 15 years that she's really taken off because if you look at it, so she's in Batman the Animated Series in 1992 mm-hmm. um, and she appears in that quite a few times and then I want to say, so she then appears in the comics in 1994 in Mad Love, mm-hmm. which is technically like a Batman the Animated Series inspired comic. Absolutely. Batman Adventures or something like that. Yeah. But then for the new Batman Adventures series in 1997, the follow-up animated series, she appears more than any other villain, mm-hmm. including the Joker. And they, re, uh, you know, they made Mad Love into an episode of the series, which is really cool. And that established <clears throat> the Harley and Ivy friendship. Well, I think. Well, that was no, that was in the first series. In the animated series, one of like her third appearance, I think, is uh, Harley and Ivy. Yeah. That's yeah. And then they they build on that. And they build on that because the first episode of the new animated series is the christmas trilogy Holly and there's Knights. the segment where harley and ivy kidnap bruce wayne and go on a shopping spree absolutely and then they also have girls night out and 
Yeah, and then they finally made the Gotham Girls Flash animated series, which is a crazy weird thing of its own. Yeah. Um, well, and all of that is really cool, but it's all contained in that series. You know, all of her appearances up until that point had only been in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, her second appearance out, her first appearance outside of, her first appearance outside of Batman the Animated Series is actually technically Birds of Prey. Yeah. I really feel like Harley Quinn, like, so t- talking about, like, 30 years of, you know, Harley Quinn, the first 10 years were really strong. Obviously, she's introduced. She gets her own, you know, her own time without the Joker after she, you know, gets her, you know, gets her own comic, gets appearance in the comics, gets her own time without Joker, has the stuff with Ivy. It's really important, really crazy. But then the next 10 years... There's not really much going on. Like, she isn't using the comics as much. She doesn't have... I mean, she's got... Well, so she... I mean, the thing is... And, like, what we should do is, like... And what we'll do in a second is... The thing is that she... Yes, but, like... I mean, she didn't, like, fall by the wayside by any means. You know, like, she's still in every adaptation that comes along, basically. Like, every Batman adaptation thus far has had a version of Harley Harley Quinn since she was introduced. Absolutely. I can't think of anything Bat-wise that she she wasn't wasn't included in. No, it's not saying But she wasn't a prominent character. I will agree. Like she she would have one Well, and I mean she kind of like was really essentially fulfilling the role of like the Joker's girlfriend in his second in command. I mean her appearances on everything would basically like somehow involve the Joker or yeah, you know, like the Joker would have a connection to it. Um so what I was thinking would be fun is that we'll just go down the countdown. So Mm -hmm. we Actually, 30 is Arlene's working. Yeah. 29 is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. 28 is New Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. 27 is Birds of Prey. Yeah. So, Birds of Prey was her first appearance, like we said, outside of the DCAU. And that's pretty crazy when you think about it because it was live action. Absolutely. Uh, she was portrayed by Mia, Saro, uh, Mia Sarah, and she's in every episode of the 13 episode series. I was doing some research on it, and what's interesting is that, like I told you, they weren't really comfortable having Oracle be the main character because she was in a wheelchair, which is just Very a whole crazy. issue of its own. Yeah. 20 years later. Um, but, you know, she, and as a result, Harley kind of ended up taking more of a backseat at first, too, because they weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do with her, and, you know, a lot of it was going to revolve around the relationship between Harley and Barbara. Mm-hmm. But they did end up, like, um, so the series was canceled before they had produced the last episode. So they did go in and give her some, you know, like they, they kind of got the idea of the character and she doesn't actually wear her, any sort of costume until the very last episode. And she's only, I mean, I don't even know if she's called Harley Quinn until the last episode. I think she's just Harley and Quinzel. Yeah. Uh, I do want to go back and watch the show again, kind of honestly, because the idea that like they didn't figure out that Dr. Harley and Quinzel is... Harley Quinn is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. And she wears a very Harley Quinn-like costume in the last episode, which honestly looks like a combination of Arlene Sorkin in that Days of Our Lives skit mm-hmm. and the original costume together. It really looks like a combination of the two. Truly. So, what was that, 27? Uh, I think that was 28. No, it was, was 20, 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 26 backtracking just a little is Batman Triumphant mm-hmm. which is actually an unproduced project but in 1998 
or well, I guess they were probably starting to plan it around 97 as Batman and Robin came out, yes. <clears throat> expecting Batman and Robin to be as successful as Batman Forever. And that was not the case. Which it was definitely not the case. And unfortunately, because, well, it would have been interesting to see these plans go forward because they had plans for Batman Triumphant, which would have seen Harley Quinn as the primary villain with the Scarecrow. And Harley would have been Joker's daughter. And there were even plans for Jack Nicholson to return in a cameo in, like, a flashback or dream sequence, something, yeah. So that would have been a very interesting take. It doesn't totally surprise me from the same people who made Barbara Gordon Alfred's niece. Um, You know, it's just a weird, interesting idea. It really does not at all. Um, You already have Commissioner Gordon established as a character. Like, why would you not? Yeah, why would you, like... Not, not just introduce his daughter. It's not like they even they even have to interact that much. You could yeah. even have fun with it because that Commissioner Gordon's so aloof that like you know he could just not realize that she's going out paroling or you know um on patrol vigilante. Yeah, it would just make so much sense. And and I mean, just Batman Robin doesn't make sense. So is what it is. Now we'll get to number twenty five. I'm bad with numbers. Um. 25 is... I mean, technically, uh, we could say uh, Grandma Harnana Harley. Yes, that is. Yes, I love it. Yes. You know, she well, she's there. Uh, and then you got, you know, her her granddaughter's Dee Dee. Yes. So, and they, I mean, obviously, they're inspired by her. It's one of my favorite, like, just random ones. He's much cuter than the last Landry and we killed Dee Dee. Oh, I was thinking the same thing, Dee Dee. So perfect. I love Melissa Joan Hart. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Nana Harley is good. Yeah, that was 25. Thank you for reminding me. Yep. Um, and it's just crazy that we get to see that because, you know, the uh, suggestion at the beginning of our. At the climax of the film, when we see that flashback, is that Harley died, and mm-hmm. we see her fall off the ledge at Arkham, and then, of course, we see Nana Harley at the very end of the film, which I just love so much. I thought that was such a nice touch. It was so funny. And where else would they have gotten their love of Jokerism from? Right? It does make sense. It also begs the question, who did she have kids with? Are they are they Joker's grandkids? or? Oh, my gosh. Are they? Was she pregnant at the time? I mean, she really... Did they already have kids and no one knew? Well, would that make... Would would it add up timeline? We're gonna have to do a deep dive into that. It could and see if it would. I think it would add up I mean, timeline wise, on, wouldn't it? Well, if, we don't know how old they are. They could be in their early twenties. Yeah, I mean that's what I kind of picture them as, like late teens, early twenties, um, and it would make sense because you know it's been. But does the series take place in 2019 or is it even further than that? Well, if you so Tim Drake is like in his 50s or 40s uh, when when Return of the Joker happens, so. It's had to be at least thirty to forty. Ah, uh, so the timeline wise, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. She, then it couldn't. It would make sense. Her her kids could have been like, not with the Joker though. Not with the Joker, no. No, unless yeah. She, unless she was pregnant when the, by the time the Joker died, and then it still her, wouldn't add up time wise. If she well, no, it would be way longer. The kid Dee's would be in their thirties or forties. Yeah, they wouldn't be that much younger. Than, they would be like ten or fifteen. They'd be like fifteen years younger than Tim Drake. I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> or if she froze some of his sperm. I mean, and they might be <laughs> kids because, I mean, she probably did. I could also see them she, freezing his sperm. She probably did maybe, you know, kind of go back and not become so crazy. That's what I'm thinking she, is, like, the idea that Harley may have for a while actually had a normal life or yeah, attempted to, exactly. which 
man, you could argue, well, and we'll get to Batman and Harley Quinn, but you could argue that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Huh. I mean. Because for all we, yeah, we'll get there. But for all we know, Batman and Harley Quinn takes place after. I don't... There's not a lot saying it wouldn't, though. I mean, it's... Po- Nightwing's it's, the only other one in there. It's a big... There's a big possibility yeah. that it does take place after. And we... I mean, who knows? Yeah. We... I, I mean, there's nothing saying... It. I mean, except that, like, you know, the idea is that she died... That they thought she was dead. But there's nothing even saying that people thought she was dead at the end of... Yeah. No. Well, that's and, totally and possible. That would make perfect sense that if everyone thought she died, then she was able to live a normal life and go... And, and then Batman figured it out. Oh, my God. I love this theory we just came up with, actually. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It connect, well, and it honestly could be their intent because... Bruce Tim and Paul Dini seem pretty solid about keeping things interconnected. I mean, Absolutely. You know, Justice League versus the Fatal Five <clears throat> and Batman and Harley Quinn, like, continued that universe pretty well. So Absolutely. it would make sense. That's pretty cool. And you gotta love it. So that's 25. 24 would then be The Batman, which I know is your favorite show ever. Um, look in the Batman. I just can't get well. The bat, everything about the Batman, I can't get behind the look. I've gone back and rewatched it. I, you know, the I, a lot of the stories are interesting. I kind of like the idea of different takes on the characters. Like, I love the idea of of ventriloquist who makes a giant Scarface. That's yeah. awesome. And then he's the puppet. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Harley is the epitome of what is wrong with the show, like you said, the designs, the style is just so Jackie Chan Adventures. It's it's, in a bad way. In a bad way. You know, it works for Jackie Chan Adventures because it makes sense for that show to have an anime-inspired, like, aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It does not make sense for the Batman to have an anime-inspired aesthetic, which isn't even done that well on there. Because Young Justice shows us what an anime-inspired aesthetic could look like. Absolutely. Very well done. And it just, I don't know, it was blocky and, like... the character depictions alone are, you know... And Harley is the worst because, I mean, her, like, jester over-the-top Harley Quinn thing on there is... It's nightmare fuel. It's like, her look on that show is nightmare fuel. Combine that with the <laughs> and his, like, weird dreads and, like... Oh, my gosh, he's so... Well, and he doesn't wear shoes. Why is he, like... It's like they wanted him to be, like, a monkey man. I'm just saying. I, I just feel like the Batman is just, like, everything on an acid trip is how I've you know, kind of taking it, and it's just, we don't need that. Harley doesn't even have pupils. Like, (laughs) it's like, is that her mask, or is it just a weird, she has, like, those weird Catwoman eyes from, like, new animated series. Yes. Yeah. And then, then, like, Batman realizes Harley Quinn is Harley Quinzel when, like, he sees her eyes. Like, and it just, I've seen that, and it just looks so On the Batman? That's what happens? Really? That's funny. I didn't know that. Wait, what? Yeah. That makes even less sense. Her eyes, like oh, like like a little patch on her eye, something comes off, and he's like, "Doctor Holland Quinzel, that's you." <gasps> and and I'm just like, "Really? Like just the eyes? You see the eyes, and that's it?" Like we're gonna have to watch that episode just to see that. That's yeah. pretty funny. That's like, ridiculous. Okay. Well, that that makes. I mean, I know he's the greatest detective ever, but I guess he's just that good. <laughs> I mean, Apparently, God, he's like almost a. I mean, maybe he has X-ray vision on that series that we didn't know about. Good I lord! Guess so. I mean, and with how we've seen, like in the Batman, how he the Batman the movie, not the Batman animated series, in the Batman. Movie, <laughs> I know. I was gonna say we need to differentiate. I don't know if I said the, that earlier, the, but it's the, the Batman, Batman animated series. Movie, the Batson movie. 
he he's got all that like tech stuff. So I mean, maybe in the Batman animated series, he had tech stuff like that because he's got those like contacts that can like record. Ooh, so maybe maybe, he, maybe, maybe there you go. You know, maybe he's he just he's connected to the internet. I like that she is a one thing I and again see I like the ideas on the Batman, like the unique approaches. Like she's a former TV star yeah. who is basically like a fraud doc not a fraud but she's kind of like a dr phil you know a dr oz Oz. yes that's a better example for sure a little more legit yes putting out those elixirs and you just she's the host of a pop psychology television show called heart to heart with harley see that that is fun (laughs) that is genius and i would like claiming to claiming to have obtained an online degree for psychology she gives off-the-cuff advice to her callers that generally did more harm than good. So maybe she is a little more Dr. Phil than Dr. Oz. Well, I mean, <laughs> Dr. Oz, definitely, he, he, he's interesting. That's I mean, sure. he's, yeah, he's got his issues, too, but still. Um, Harley sets up an ambush on Bruce Wayne to have him talk about a previous relationship with a woman named Kiki during her show. After falsely promising she would help him to promote a charity drive for crime victims. Ah, okay. So that's how they all start to... Okay. And that leads to her getting fired because she's denounced as a fake. That makes sense. I'm shocked that it was just that, but... It's a fun, like, inter... It's a fun, you know, way to connect her to Bruce Wayne and Batman a little further, though. So that's fun. I would love for them to use that again, something similar to that idea. And the Joker was watching the episode and he, like, you know... Goes to find her. Yeah, he became smitten. And takes her under his wing, yeah. Um, and they do have the hyenas on that. I always forget that they have the two hyenas. Oh, I love the hyenas. I think on animated series, their names are Abbott and Costello. Yeah, I believe. Or something like that. Or Lou and Bud, I think, which are the first names of Abbott and Costello. Yeah. So it's something like that. It's, it's the hyenas, hyenas are named something, and then the goons are named The something. goons are named after the Three Stooges. That's what mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Larry Moe Curl. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I, and they look like the Three oh, Stooges, yes, which is really funny. Um, so number 23 would then be... Would it be Batman the Brave and the Bold? Actually, okay, so we'll say 23 is actually going to be... Was Batman Brave and the Bold before the Arkham games? Uh, yeah. Yes. I think the first Arkham game out. Oh, 09. Oh, 09, okay. So 23 is Batman the Brave and the Bold. That I'm was gonna... a fun little... Her look is cool. She doesn't really do a whole lot uh, that I remember in Brave and the Bold. She is truly just more of that lackey that is there and, you know, helps out the Joker when needed, but she doesn't really have her own role as much from at least what I remember in Brave and the Bold. Her fun, her look is so fun. I love her look in Batman the Brave and the Bold. It is so um, I think she is super fun on that. I'm, she's voiced by Megan Strange on her appearances in the series. And I noticed when we were watching Scooby-Doo and Batman Brave and the Bold that it was Tara Strong doing it in that Absolutely. film. Which is interesting, though, because they sound like... I, they're very unique takes. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara Strong sounds more like Arlene Sorkin, which I love. Mm-hmm. But Megan Strange was really fun on Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, like, that episode with Batmite, the one with Batmite, where he, like, is all about her, and he makes, like, the little bat joker and stuff. Absolutely. I love that episode. So I think it's good. so much fun. Everything with Batmite's great. Is that one Emperor Joker? I is that the... So. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. He gives Joker his powers on accident. I love that she's a, like, 1930s gumshoe, like, dame, yeah. that she has a 
flapper dress and is for some reason all black and white. It's like I love that she's sepia toned. I think that's it's, so fun. It is so smart. It's very well done. I really like it. I guess she's not even 30s. It's like, you know, she's like a flapper girl from the 20s. Yeah. I love that idea. I think it's, it's super fun. It's the best, in my opinion, the best uh, time she's looked. Um, at, at Up until that time, it's the best time she's looked when they've strayed from the classic design. I would agree with that, yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy because she's only in two episodes of the series. And then, exactly. like you said, you're you're right. She's really not in it much. And then she has a cameo in the movie, and that's it. Yeah. That's crazy. She's really not in it very much at all. <clears throat> and I mean, like you said, she's not... The, like, primary... She's not the primary villain in any of her appearances. Nope. She's a sidekick every time. Mm -hmm. She does not drive the plot. She's, she's um... There. Yeah, she's just there. Which uh, I, mean, I get with how much they use... Like, I, I don't know. I think they could use her a little more, but it's still not, you know... The design is the coolest part about the her... I feel like Justice League action did it better. Oh, Like, yeah. the way they handled her she, was... No, she's definitely... Although, I guess she's not even the Joker's... See, the thing is, I almost feel like they... It's like DC feels like she either has to be the Joker's girlfriend or not associated with him at all. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Because now that I'm thinking about Justice League action, I'm like, was she actually in an episode with the Joker? I don't think, I don't so. think so. No. Um, and we'll get there. So, and if we want to take a break at 20, we could do that and then continue recording. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that you probably want to go in like 20 or 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, no, do maybe oh, like shit, just snip out. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, did we say that was 23? Yeah. I okay. That one was so, yeah, that one's super fun. And then, so 22 would probably be the Arkham games. Yeah, so 22 is the Arkham games. Which are... Which are amazing. You know, I I played them when they first came out somewhat, like, didn't really very like casually. Yeah, I really didn't like them that much when they first came out, honestly. And, like, going back and revisiting them, I love them. I think they are so fun that I almost dropped my phone that I'm recording on. Um, they're great. And you know what's really cool is that Arkham Asylum is the last time that Arlene Sorkin voiced Harley Quinn. It's incredible. Which is pretty crazy. And I want to say that it's one of the only times she did it outside of the DCAU. I, would, I think so, yeah. I mean, maybe, I can't think of anything else that she would have voiced it in. I, and I do say I, I I like the design of that uh, Arkham games for Harley. It kind of inspired. Uh, I the, think that's really yeah. God inspired the modern design we have mm -hmm, now, or at least mm -hmm. the modern the last like fifteen not too no years, absolutely. Like I think it so. it is it is what created her modern look. Like you know, it really did create her modern look, and it's you could argue that the Arkham games are what starts like the harley revolution exactly if you will. that's what I, they so really do the first 10 years were super you know great for her the next 10 weren't as good they weren't bad but like no you're kind of right they were pretty bland utilized the best like she's still in the comics she still makes some appearances and different things but she wasn't like it was very peripheral very exactly. like very minor kinda very minor a minor. little bit to the wayside but not entirely she's still she definitely used, wasn't utilized you're right utilized the best and then and that the arkham game started that next 10 years of her just being money and just being you know being able to be on level you know as a fourth the fourth pillar of dc and being up there with wonder woman batman and superman like those next 10 years are what we've gotten you know that that's where harley quinn mania came from i mean without I don't with absolutely the, absolutely the games. I don't know. I mean, I think there's still would have been a chance for her to get you know back into the recognition as much as she has been. But the Arkham games definitely started that and lit the fuse 
and got people interested and i think they kind of people that maybe hadn't really it elevated her honestly it really did it elevated her from this like somewhat comical um you know not really threatening yeah. like you know very kind of um i don't know aloof uh unintimidating like yeah just I don't know. Just... A, a lackey more than a, you know, a, a true supervillain. And it's crazy because if you think about it, like, there probably weren't... I mean, there were kids that, like... So people playing that game were either people that grew up on animated series or people that weren't, that didn't grow up on animated series that hadn't seen a dominant Harley Quinn and didn't know what she was like that much. And then they probably... You know, that's kind of where they got, like, okay, yeah, she is badass. This is someone... You don't want to mess with. This is someone that, you know, can fuck somebody up. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, it gave her presence, you know. It really did. Um, I'm trying to find right now what the inspiration was for her design. Let's see. I saw there was something about it on here. Give me one second. Uh, Definitely went with the time very well. I feel like it was very topical at that time, too, for her look. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, here we go. But what's interesting is that, like, in one of these articles, points out they read the I love the outfit redesigns, but like they did kind of reduce her personality in the Arkham series that because she's sense. really just about you know she's just in love with the Joker. Yeah. She's loves Joker dependent loves on him. Chaos. Mm-hmm. And she's are, dependent on him, you those know. Those are two main things. And and that's and that's what so these games started that revolution of a Harley and then I feel like so the first Harley and Ivy comic came out I think in 2012 uh or at least like the, the first one Harley and Ivy like comic where they like or not comic but when they Harley and Ivy when they really started to introduce them being a relationship or like being in a relationship and being an item together I think it was around 2012 if I remember right so I feel like that's kind of distancing her from the Joker helped her a lot and also gave her more of a you know not that she has to be with somebody but like Batman Harley and Ivy 2004 Oh, wow, that's great. But I don't think they're girlfriends in that. No. It just, I, think I think you're right. I don't think that they are together in that. They're just, like, their styles even look like very animated series mm-hmm. inspired. Very animated series yes. inspired. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think that they are. I forget what comic. 2012 is. would make sense because I was wondering when they, like, started to become an item. And I think, like, distancing Harley from the Joker and not being his lackey, not being, you know relied upon him so much really helped her and i think is what kind of made it so that she is her own more and, she is one of the only villains to appear in all four games the riddler joker and killer croc are the others that's crazy yeah i mean that's really the only one for okay that's really cool hmm. She was the only one from the gotham sirens to appear in all four main games i'm guessing the gotham sirens are like uh Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Harley, Harley, Talia, maybe, maybe, maybe. Talia, yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, and that's pretty much the. Those are the main uh, female hmm. villains. She only wears her mask in the original game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting. Hold on one second. 
Tara Strong took over for the rest of the Arkham games. And that was actually the second Arkham game is the first time the Tara Strong Dude, Arkham yeah. City is the first time Tara Strong voiced Harley Quinn. That's crazy. A uh, role that she still continues to this day quite often and she's very good at. I think she's I mean her, I think she's the best. I mean, well, Arlene Sorkin's always going to be the best, honestly. She created Yes. She she defined the role, she created it. Mm-hmm. But Tara Strong is amazing and she's yeah. the best that there could be. Well, in her for now, are like not for, but you know, she's the best. Like, and if you're looking for an Arlene Sorkin's classic Harley Quinn, she does it so well. So well, like, so well. Impersonation of her is incredible, and I mean that's I, it's obvious that that's what she's going for. Is you know she's she's going for that classic you know Mister J and you know the you know something like that. Like that's that's perfect. Her voice is so good, and how she does it's great. She makes it a little bit of her own. While still like homage to Arlene Sorkin, which is awesome. I love it. I think it's wonderful. That brings us to twenty one, right? I believe so. Yes. So after that, what is the next appearance? Let's see. Uh, it'd probably be. I mean, the extended animated movie universe, maybe. Mm, mm-mm. Uh, Lego DC would technically oh, be the right. next. Sick. Yep. Yep. It's- because not just the games, but also the. The standalone, the standalone movie started to come out. So technically, in twenty thirteen, they released, uh, like spliced. They released the cutscenes from Lego Batman two spliced together with some added animation and turned mm-hmm. it into a movie. Absolutely. And they released it as a DTV film. It's good. And I want to say Harley's in that. Um, I believe so. I'm pretty. She's got to be because I mean she's used heavily in the Lego Batman. And Lego oh yeah. Games. And Lego DC Super Villains, which is my favorite Lego game for sure. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And that is again Tara Strong doing mm-hmm. that. Um, let's see. And there's something we didn't touch on that was I think around that time just the um, Gotham High pilot. Oh my gosh, you're right. That is yeah, yeah. That's that's a should that be twenty one? I I could. I'm so, yeah, that should be 21. Yeah. And that, I mean, obviously we didn't get, I don't know if there's even been any footage released from that. I haven't seen any. I've just seen production stills and concept art. And I mean, it looked good. I, I definitely would have liked to at least, if they didn't make it a full show, maybe just a little, you know, 45 minute, hour, hour and a half movie. Um, maybe, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have been. And the concept is a little out there. Uh, seeing, you know, Batman and his rogues gallery in high school together definitely doesn't, you know, seem like classic Batman, but I don't know. I think it's a fun idea and it's something outside of the box and, you know. There's a Gotham High comic. Oh, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that. I'll have to check that out. That sounds really It looks like it's somewhat recent. That Um, makes sense. A reimagining for a new generation of readers. Before they became Batman, Catwoman, and the Joker, Bruce, Selina, and Jack were high schoolers who would do whatever it took, even destroy the ones they loved to satisfy their own motives. Ooh. That is very interesting. Is hmm. it the same art style as the... Not at all. No, 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 no. no. Like it's that. a totally... It's like a Completely similar separate. idea, but like, yeah. yeah, it's a totally separate thing. Because I, I honestly really... Like, because I can picture the... I've seen the... the oh, yeah, I'm looking at some of the, the image right now. Yeah, I can the picture concept it art. And it's, it is... Fun. I, it's I, interesting. It's out there. Uh, little penguins so short. I think Mr. Freeze is there. Bane's there. They're all there. Yeah, Ivy. All the rogues gallery. I mean, the you know, 
It was supposed to be in 2009, too, so yeah, this does actually work yeah. out. Good job. Yeah, timeline-wise, that's perfect. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe it, was, it, it was supposed to be an animated TV show about a teenage Bruce Wayne attending high school with his future enemies and allies. Created by Jeffrey Thomas. Um, he, it was when, Jeff, when creator Jeffrey Thomas drew a picture of a young Joker and Harley, DC liked it enough to order an entire series based on the concept. Wow. So the entire concept was based around Harley and Joker as, in high school. And I didn't know that. That's incredible. And I, I definitely... Barbara would have been in high school, too, with him, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely... You, you take some liberties with it. And the Riddler would have been a nerd. Killer Croc was a bully. Mr. Freeze was the cool kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, and it was ice. Yeah, it's possible elements of the show were reworked into the web series DC Superhero Girls. Which makes a lot of sense, and I, I've always kind of thought that, that they somewhat at least got the idea or, like, the train of thought mm-hmm, on that. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I mean, I've never really watched this superhero, which I know we'll get to that one later, but Superhero Girls never really... I've seen some things of it. There's a crossover with Teen Titans Go, if I remember right. That's pretty good. I found some concept art for... Uh, for it, and we'll definitely have to include this because this is pretty fun. There's a con- there's a picture of Joker, Harley, and Ivy at a football game, and Joker looks so like indignant about being there. And Harley and Ivy are the cheerleaders. Yep. Super. Fun. And Harley's got socks, so they're wearing their school uniform, the Gotham High uniform. But then Harley has sock white socks with like little red diamond patterns on them. Yes. And there's a. There's a class election or class president debate between Two Face and Poison Ivy. Barbara watches Catwoman flirt with Bruce. I've seen that one before. Mm-hmm. Killer Croc and Bane picking on Penguin and the Riddler. Yep, I remember that, that is one. so funny. I love this one of Joker, Harley, and Ivy though. It's just too great, um, and it does look like there were elements used in the comic that came out in 2020, but I don't think Harley was even in it. It was a love triangle between Catwoman, Batwoman, Batman, and Joker in high school. Right, so weird. That's yeah, weird. That's I don't like that. That's weird. Yeah. I don't need that. Um, but, yeah. So, that's pretty cool that Harley had so much to do with it. It's also a very, like, mid to late 2000s, like, look. All the kids oh, yeah. have, like, you know, like, kind of baggy clothes. Very but, baggy. like, it's very, like, I don't know, alt-punk, like, emo, ska. Ugh. Yeah, it, was, it was very 2004 to 2008. Mm-hmm. Which is funny that, like, it was in 2009 that they were coming up with it. Yeah. <laughs> So that was number 21, and that brings us to the end of part one of 30 years and 30 versions of Harley Quinn. Be sure to tune in next week for part two with versions 20 through 11. Have a good week, guys, and thanks again for tuning in to the first episode of the Nerd Pride Podcast. See ya!